Welcome to the On My Way Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Pernell Bills. And for this episode, we're talking about the Miami Hurricanes versus NC State. And if this could be a change, um, could this be the change that Miami was needing? So during the week, uh, new starting quarterback Tyler Van Dyke, um, redshirt freshman, who uh, actually second year freshman. He's not a redshirt freshman. He's a second year freshman due to um, the rules of last year changing. But um, he said in a in a uh, uh, after practice interview that um, he didn't believe that NC State could stop them, and he believed that they would win, um, which was a bold statement because NC State came in with the best defense in the ACC, um, and a very, very strong offense. So it was kind of like, all right, can he back up his word? So um, news outlets and everything else, ESPN even jumped on the story. Main reason is, reason why they jumped on the story so so quickly is because it is the Miami Hurricanes, for one. Two, they know Miami has the talent to compete against any team in the country if coached right and if developed right. Developed right. And so it's kind of like, can he back back his words up? Because Miami, the last few weeks, they've they've lost. They've lost games that they should have won, um, and some games they didn't even look like they were competing in. So the Alabama game, they got ran through. Uh, they had to squeak by Appalachian State. They lost to Michigan State. Barely beat. Uh, they lost to Michigan State. They did beat a FCS opponent. Dominated them at, to be exact, but I mean it's an FCS opponent. They lost to Virginia in a close, close um, last second uh, uh, missed opportunity and uh, missed field goal. And then if you see what they did against uh, North Carolina, an interception at the very end of the game to seal the deal. But again, Miami was fighting and competing uh, in the second half. And the biggest issue Miami has been facing is the fact that they don't show up in the first quarter and they, they start to wake up a little bit in the second quarter, but you know, they get down so quickly in the first quarter where it's kind of like, what are you doing? Right. Is it a defense? Is it the offense? They slow, they have a slow start. And so coming into this game after the statements by Tyler Van Dyke, after Manny Diaz job is definitely on the line, his seat is burning. And so it's kind of like, all right, can he back up the words that he said? Tyler Van Dyke, I mean, his first two starts, he had took an L, um, in close games, uh, he's thrown quite a bit of interceptions as well. But again, he was thrown into the fire, and it was kind of like, what can you do? He doesn't have a backup quarterback. Um, Garcia, who uh, another highly touted uh, freshman quarterback, came out of California, um, transferred to Grayson High School in Georgia to play football last year. Uh, they won a state championship as well. Uh, came in with a lot of accolades, but he was also injured a little bit in practice and uh, out for the season due to he, you know, surgery and whatnot. De'Aaron King, surgery as well, who was the starting quarterback, right? He was the guy who led him last year, and we had high hopes coming into this year. So now, Tyler Van Dyke makes these bold words, right? Miami's without their starting running back in um, Cam Harris, um, and then the the backup running back behind Cam, uh, his name constantly escapes me, but that guy is, is is expected to be the legit starting running back, all right? And so it's kind of like, all right, well, we got Jalen Knight who was suspended for the first four games, first four or five games, actually, 
and you got him, and he's going to be starting. But he has the m- most explosive power um, out of any player on the team. He's he's very he's very good, and so it's kind of like all right, what can we do? You have a walk on guy in Cody Brown that you got him on a scholarship now. You uh, Dad Franklin, who I think should should be playing a lot more, but for some reason he's he's not. Uh, he's a bulldozing running back, but we haven't got him into the mix. It's it's, it's weird. I don't know what they're doing, but. Because the fire is so hot underneath Manny Diaz, he's decided that bump it. I'm going to put as many freshmen who are ready to play, put them on the field. Best player is going to play, right? And it's kind of like, why haven't you done this all season? These freshmen, yes, they're going to make mistakes. Yes, it will happen. Yes, they will miss some tackles. But the, the thing is, like, put the best players on the field. It don't matter if they're seniority or not. And this could be a learning lesson for Manny Diaz moving forward that no matter how good or how much you love your seniors and juniors or even sophomores who came in and who played, if they're not the best player on the field or the best player for the position at that time, it's time to move on to the next guy, right? And continue to have that depth, put those guys in, but that's when you have to learn how to spread the wealth. One thing Miami does is substitute the heck out of out of, out of of a game. They will substitute after the, the second play of the game and start subbing. Why? I have no idea. So coming into this game, NC State, yeah, a lot of talk in the beginning. Coming to this game against NC State, they had a lot of words that had to be backed up because Tyler Brandeis, he put out a statement that, hey, I don't think they can stop him. We beat him last year. Tyler, you, you wasn't the quarterback last year. You wasn't the starting quarterback last year. Yeah, Derek King beat him in a, in a very, very, uh, uh, it was a exciting game, and Derek King beat him. So now, Tyler, what can you do? Last two games, you've thrown multiple interceptions, you, you know, slow starts. Uh, what can you do? But this game, he came in ready to play. The confidence um, on 10. Game that's 7.30. Miami, you know, night game. And this guy goes in and throws for 325 yards, four TDs, no interception, uh, QBR 85.9. This guy was on uh, this, the best performance he's ever had uh, as a starter. I mean, he's only started three games, but this was an absolutely uh, – <laughs> showstopper his first 300 yard game of his career is only another some of a few other guys who's thrown over 300 yards in Miami's career in the Miami time period and uh, Brad Kai is the one who's thrown multiple uh and he's the he's the in my opinion in my opinion I don't know how I don't care what other people say he's the last great Miami quarterback that Miami has had Derek King yes I think he's solid I definitely do but I think overall when you when you think about the the time period that Brad Kai was in his last season he had um, he was able to have Mark Rick, who allowed him to do his thing, uh, spread the wealth around, and they went to a bowl game, won the bowl game, which ended a very long drought of not winning a bowl game. And so it was kind of like, all right. And he started from the from day one as a freshman, four year, uh, three year starter. Should have been a four year starter in my opinion, but he was a three year starter, and definitely, definitely did Miami justice. And again, in my opinion, he was the last great or last good Miami quarterback uh, that you has had. But if Tyler Van Dyke is able to take this game here, this 325-yard performance, 4-TD performance, and replicate it next week as Pitt and the next team's on the on his, on his schedule, we, we might have ourselves uh, a snowball effect, right, where we could be headed towards a not only a bowl berth, but uh, – a change in philosophy because, in my opinion, 
one thing Miami doesn't do is we don't spread the wealth enough. Right, we have Charleston Rambo, nine reception, 127 yards uh, receiving, but we have so many players on the team that are wide receiver, and I don't think we put enough players out there on the field at the receiver position, mainly because I think uh, we don't trust the offensive line. But instead of, in my, it's a lot of this, a lot of this is my opinion, but this is from me watching the game. Instead of us doing the trying to roll the pocket so much, right? Roll the pocket where we take out, take away half the field, uh, half the options, right? Margin of error slims down a little bit. Yes, you have a little more time to throw the ball, but who are you throwing the ball to, right? And, you I mean, you you only has got as much time as the sideline to come toward you and the guy who's rushing right behind you. Um, I believe that if you're going to have a young quarterback or quarterback in general, there's there's always time for you to to start including underneath routes one to be a little more creative with your with your uh with your uh play calling right and your your play style and and the formations that you use be a little more creative with that but get as many of the best players on the field uh, I definitely think Miami has has hella opportunity to improve on what they do now um, Rashad Smith. A, in my opinion, he is uh he's a he's a he's a he's a, a lightning spark, right? He's a lightning spark. <clears throat> he's a spark that could do a lot of damage, but if we don't get him on the field offensively, yeah, yeah, kick, punt return, whatnot, but if we don't get him on the field offensively, what what does that tell you? That tells you we have a lot of uh, opportunity that's not being taken advantage of. So I think we should spread the wealth, but instead of us expecting to roll the pocket every time, what we should be doing is offensively, we should start utilizing the underneath routes. Yes, the the screenplays is great. So that's you know I saw I saw a screenplay to David Njoku, a former Miami Hurricane player. Uh, plays for the uh, plays for the uh, the uh, Cleveland Browns, and it was over the weekend, or not over the weekend, but it was was it this past week? This this past Thursday? I think it was this past Thursday. Could have been another week, but um, it was a tight end screen, but it was so creative on how they got the screen going, where you didn't think the, the, he was even an option. But the way the the, the screen play happened was that it was a complete delay. You know, quarterback roll. You know, drops back, looks around, looks around, looks around, right. And at the very last second, he he breaks off. Nobody's around him, and it, the dump off is is done nicely to the point where he has crazy amount of time to to roll. Miami has Will Mallory and Aguayo, Aguayo, uh, uh, Arroyo, Arroyo, Elijah Arroyo. I apologize with the name, man. I'm butchering it. I apologize. Um. Crazy amount of time, and I think if we start developing plays like that to get the ball out quicker, um, it, it will open up the passing game downfield because it looks like Tyler wants to throw the ball. He wants to throw the ball deep. I think you know his touch ball, his touch passes need some work on it. Um, but I definitely like when I see him drive the ball downfield. That means he has the arm for it. I love Derek King, but when I see him throw the ball, you can tell he's about to throw. It looks like he has to put a lot of force or a lot of power behind his throw in order to get it downfield, right? And even the game against uh, 
I think it was last year against Clemson, that interception, if he would have pushed that ball a little more, right, I think that's not an interception. I think the ball gets to where it needs to, you know, gets to uh, because he threw it, but he had enough power to get it down there in the area, but it was on the uh, inside shoulder of the uh, of the wide receiver, which was going towards a a uh, a cornerback who's who's definitely you know covering the heck out of, out of them. And instead, he threw he didn't throw it on the inside. He threw he didn't throw it on the outside. He threw it on the inside. But I don't think he had enough power to direct it to the outside where it would have been, in my opinion, a touchdown or an opportunity for a touchdown. So with Tyler, I think he has the arm strength. He has to, clearly has the height to see over the over the, over the offensive line and, and get the ball there. Um, but creatively, offensively, they had to. Do, I think we can do a better job. Um, again, Charles Rambo, nine reception, one twenty-seven, two touchdown. He's been a bright spot on the team. Jalen Knighton, he is a spark and a spark we needed. The number four jersey since Devin Hester has been, uh, or Najee Davenport. Most people forget that he had the number four as well. Um, has been a a a spark. The every every time somebody has that number four jersey, they are using it um, to perfection. And I, I definitely like seeing that Jalen has the number. Um, he's fast enough to have that number. He's quick enough to have that number. He makes enough plays to have that number. And he is what we need offensively. Uh, when when Miami eventually uh, when Miami eventually uh, get some of those guys back who were injured or for next season, um, we could definitely see. Uh, a uh, point where Miami's running game is as as fierce as we think it is. Another guy, right, Donald Don, Donald Cheney, right, he is the running back that when I saw him play just a little bit, a little hint of him against Alabama, I was at the game, right? Uh, it was, I felt like I could breathe on the field. When I was at the game and he got the ball, he had so much power. He runs with so much, so much effort, right? And it, it looks effortless. He runs with effort, but it looks effortless, right? He he can he can bring you that thump. I think if you have if you use him and Jalen Knighton one two punch, you have that. You have other running backs like like Thaddeus Franklin. He's six foot two forty. Give him the ball. <clears throat> Give him the ball in 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 those in those times where um, it is. Uh, Give him the ball in, in those times where it's short yardage, right? When Cheney's tired, give him, give him, give him that ball, man. Let him, let him do his thing and, and get us going. Um, Miami has the ability to to make this happen. You got another guy, Cody Brown, 5'11", 215. Miami has the running backs. They have them. They have they have the strength to get stuff going. We got to use them. We got to use them better. And then we have to offset that with a solid passing game, but being aggressive in the passing game is what's going to get you where you want to, where you want to be. Um, do I think this saved Manny, Manny Diaz job? I do not. Main reason I don't think it did is because it's taken him some time to realize he needs to play the best players on the field. And the slow start Miami has had has been disastrous. And his defense has not done anything remotely close to what we expect it to be. Cause he said he's taken over the reins. And now the owl eyes is on him. It's like, yo, last year's defense. Was it your fault? Was the other guy's fault? You know? And what is your philosophy doing? You know? Um, why did you get fired from the, from from Texas if your philosophy was working pretty well? So 
Um, his early years as a defensive coordinator, he did a pretty good job for Miami, but we could we definitely could see the changes happening, right? The the how uh, a lot of those players who were there when they started to leave, the development of the guys behind them was not happening. Miami has a lot of, of dominant, dominant freshmen who who want it. They want it. We got to use that. Uh, did NC State put up a good fight? That's the question we got to ask, right? Did NC State put up a good fight? Yes, they did. They definitely did put up a good fight. Um, they put up a good fight in this one. Quarterback, Leary, he had 310 yards, two TDs. But moving forward, this is about the Miami Hurricanes. So moving forward, these Canes, man, they're playing hard. But the offensive play calling and the defensive play call has to put them in, in, in position. Um, number two is that defense. I don't know what kind of tackling drills they're doing because it, it's, it's not working. Because every time I see them, I see them diving for somebody's legs and they're diving for like the ankles. They're diving for the ankles. They're dying, you know, they're not they're not squaring up. They're just diving. It's arm that's called arm tackling. If you don't if, I don't care what nobody says, that's arm tackling. So they're diving for ankles. Everywhere you see it, they're diving for ankles, diving for ankles. Okay, if you're going to keep diving for ankles, you're going to keep seeing people break your tackles because them legs are too strong. So now it's time for Miami to start getting guys who want to square up. Square up and tackle because they're not tackling. They're not tackling at all. There's <laughs> too many broken tackles happening, and it's because like they're, they're diving for ankles instead of squaring up and, and laying the wood. You got to square up. You got you have to square up. Uh, the weight room is going to need to be u- utilized a little bit more, and not just to bulk up, but it has to be. You, I learned just watching Dragon Ball Z, right? A uh, little reference, a little sidestep here. Uh, when Vegeta was preparing for uh, Cell and you know the fight Cell, um, and they went to the uh, the hyperbolic time chamber, the train. Right, everybody did it. And it was, you know, Vegeta being such a, a warrior and a strategist and, a under, and he understands um, what he needs to do to, to get better, right? But also knows what not to do, right? Even if it looks like you're getting better, you can do certain things and not be actually moving in the right direction. So his son, Trunks, not, I guess a little detour, his son, Trunks, got so, got so strong and bulky, right? But all his power got so bulky, but he was so slow. All right, he gained mass and strength, but lost speed. And Cell was able to to toy with him, even though he was stronger. You're, you're only as strong if you're like you can't use that strength if you don't touch him. And that was the issue. While Vegeta got strong in the right areas, he was able to touch Cell, but he still wasn't strong enough to beat Cell. Right, Gohan was able to put both of them together and make it happen. So. With this one, with Miami, a lot of their players got strong. They definitely got strong, but technique wise and speed wise, some of them lost some 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 opportunities right there. Uh, one of those guys, in my opinion, was Cam Harris. He got really strong, lost some speed, in my opinion, but he also has always had a problem with division on the field. So, I think going forward, Knighton is your guy. Cheney is next. Cody Brown. And Thad Franklin, I mean, Thad and Cody can be in the same same boat. You just got to use them. So uh, Miami Hurricanes definitely, 
definitely um, pulled the upset last week and was able to shock, stun, um, stun the uh, the 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 Wolf Pack of NC State. So, uh, moving forward, next week the Canes. Uh, next week, the Canes are actually um, going to Pitt, going to Pitt on Halloween night, and we get to see if the Canes can actually wake up and make something happen because their next week, their next few games going to be challenging. If they beat Pitt, that that's gonna be crazy. It's at twelve PM again. I wish it was later because Miami wakes up a little later. Uh, but they definitely don't wake up during the during the early games. But you know, until Miami start dominating teams, dominating teams year in and year out, they won't be playing late games early on. All right, games ain't gonna mean that much. So um you listen to the On My Way Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Perno Bills. And the Miami Hurricanes, they might have something here, but uh, we won't know until we actually see it. We won't know until, you know, next week or three weeks down the line. And if Manny Diaz actually saved his job uh, with the, the, the changes he's made uh, on the field.